0: Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at FitBod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, the Redskins lay a massive turd on Drew Brees' worship night in New Orleans. Why? Well, it's what we do. The sorry history of the Skins on Monday night gets even sorrier. We'll talk about the game, the record, the broadcast, how bad Alex Smith is, and the hot seat Jay Gruden is now on. All that plus Stormy is now sorry? Your soap fresh from last night at Still Hot Podcast is ready to eat. So buckle up and let's go. Here we go. Tuesday, October 10, 2018. Thank you for the download. Man, was that a disaster. Oh, yeah, and the Redskins were bad too last night. Oh, yes, I'm talking to you, Yankee fans. How about that 16-1 to to your hated rivals, the Boston Red Sox? Even worse, you had a guy who nobody but hardcore baseball fans have ever heard of, hitting for the first ever cycle in the postseason. Yes, Brock Holt. Who? I have no idea who that is. I know. I don't follow baseball enough. I, you should know who Brock Holt is. You call yourself a sports guy. Okay. Uh, he's not Aaron Judge about that. He's not uh, someone like that. So, But <laughs> Brock Holt hits for the cycle and, in a 16-1 demolition of of the New York Yankees by the Boston Red Sox. 2-1 in that series as they head to Game 4 on Tuesday night. Speaking of that game, something funny happened on, I think it was Saturday night. Mike Francesa, who is the leader in my industry, Sports Talk Radio, is the most... Highly paid sports talk radio only host in America, even after taking a massive pay cut to come crawling back after he orchestrated this over the top walk away from WFAN in New York City a year ago. He thought he was going to walk into some job that paid him even more than the reported $4 million or something like that he was making. Who knows? It didn't work out that way. He came crawling back. But as part of his crawl back, to WFAN under new ownership in Entercom, as CBS Radio sold off their assets to Entercom, uh, he decided he was going to launch a app. Hey, I've got an app. By the way, you should download the Zabecast app if you're listening to the Zabecast via your um, Apple podcast app, which is fine, or any other podcast delivery platform. That's good as well, but the Zabecast app is 100% free. It was created by Libsyn, the distributor that does my podcast. and so it's very well, it's very robust. It, it works very, very well from everyone's reports on it, and I've had no problems using it. So it's not like I was sitting there hacking away. How do I build an app here? They did it. We just skinned it, you, know, with the kind of the graphics and whatnot that we liked. And uh, it collects all of my product in one place on your phone. So go download the Zabecast app. It's, uh, it's convenient, it's nice. Anyway, Mike Francesa developed an app that he charges his fans $9.99 a month for. And as part of the bonus, you get, I guess, a video stream of him doing his regular radio show on WFAN. And I guess he promised to do extra content after big games, like a, a Insta post-game show via the app. And especially during, well, the Yankees postseason run, because he is a big Yankee fan, or purports to be, and brags about how he's got front row tickets. He's had them for years, and that, 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 that. So apparently, on Saturday night, after the Yankees win their four run win in Boston to even the series at one, those who subscribed to Francesa via the app saw nothing but a blank screen after the game. What the hell happened? Well, don't you worry, Francesa. The next day, on Monday, had an explanation. Here's what it was:
1: one swing. Good night, the lights. That was it. You know, that's when I decided not to do a post game last night. See, if the game's a blowout, I don't do a post game on 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 the app. And that's when I canceled the post game. Was right when he hit the home run. I said, no post game. No reason to have a post game in an easy win. So if you have a tough loss or a very close win, and there's a lot to talk about that game, you didn't need to have it. So that's when I canceled. Was right after that swing.
0: Jesus, what a lazy piece of shit. Seriously, do the work. You say you're going to do the work, do the work. Come on, man. <laughs> now, this is what I don't understand. He apparently uh, on Monday night was there doing his postgame. Here's how one of the first calls to the post game. which, by the way, I thought he said blowouts. I don't do postgame shows. Unless that. Well, maybe he said, let me hear this again. Let me hear exactly his rationale. People are like saying, "I probably just got too drunk and didn't want to go on the air, or didn't want to get in front of a microphone and take Yankee calls."
1: So the post game was right when he hit the home run. I said, "No post game. No reason to have a post game in an easy win." Yeah, so-
0: no reason to. No reason to have a post game. I mean, there's. I'm sure there's nothing anyone wants to talk about, after an easy win.
1: Oh, if you have a tough loss or a very close win, and there's a lot to talk about that game didn't need to
0: have it now maybe there's a lot to talk about in the wake of the 16 to 1 debacle it, that's a tough loss i guess so i guess that would be a tough loss but not a blowout so an offensive blowout where the yankees kill the other team then okay whatever so anyway uh, he was on the air on his app on monday night and here's how <laughs> here's how the here's how the first call went because he doesn't have a call screener he just punches the calls up himself. Or if he does have a screener, he's got the worst call screener in the world. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Yeah, do you think Arroyo a or a Giambi? Are uh, there, there
0: you, going you to go. So I knew you were, you go. <laughs> So the guy's calling about Arroyo or a Giambi. A couple of ex-Yankees no
1: longer around. I knew you were going to be a fool, and you couldn't even okay. get it out. You just wanted to be a fool. Hey, listen, you want to come on here where you're paying your good money to be here and, you know, and, and be a fool? Go ahead. You know that? It's okay. I mean, that's not going to bother me. You know, this is not like being on the fan. You know, you're here because you want to be here. You're subscribing to to what we do. So, I mean, if you want to go on there and you know talk about Giambi or anybody else, be my guest, Mike in Long Beach. What's up, Mike? Yeah, go
0: ahead. Oh, I love how uh, that that big exhale. Hilarious. I follow Funhouse at Back After This on Twitter at Back After This. Which is a classic Francesa phrase. You should follow it as well. It's funny. It's funny. And I, I can't wait for more fallout from this. And you know what? Maybe there was a ton to talk about in a 16-1 loss. I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to watch the Twitter account on Tuesday. All right. Let's talk to Andy Pollan about the Redskins debacling at the hands of the New Orleans Saints. Why did I think that they were going to make this a competitive game. Why did I think they could hang in there? Got debacled. They did get debacled. Now, they've played the Saints great, the Redskins have, over the last six meetings. And they should probably be 5-1. and one. They lost last year, throwing the game away. But the secret sauce is Monday night. As you will hear with me and Andy, no team lays turds on Monday night quite like my Redskins. Oh, I think we got you live now. There we go. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> wow, 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 fucking wow. Where yeah. do we even begin off of that uh, disaster?
2: I'm trying to think of games that match this in suckitude. And Eagles at morning- home
0: on Monday Night Football, the fake McNabb contract game. Now, that was 28 nothing in the first quarter.
2: Yeah, that that probably is it. Um because, And that was the game it,
0: that Hainsworth laid on the ground too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that that was, and that was a weird setup for that. Remember they were coming off a bye, just like this one. Uh it was also a Monday night game. Uh and that was the game before where Rex Grossman came in for McNabb in a winnable the, game with Detroit, like two minutes to go.
0: Right, the Detroit game in which uh, McNabb was supposedly out of shape, which he was, by the way.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh. And, Hold on a second. And,
2: yep. uh, and they tried to spackle it over. Now, we didn't have the off-the-field drama this time that that one had, but boy, did they look like they were totally unprepared to play a football game. I, and Alex Smith... Look terrible tonight.
0: This, terrible. This team is straight horseshit if this is what they can lay down. This is a Saints team that has gotten lit up defensively by the likes of Ryan Fitzpatrick and others. This is not a good defensive team, and they lost one of their best players in Lattimore in the first quarter, and we yeah. couldn't do shit against them. Alex Smith looks like garbage. Wow. Yeah,
2: and- and here's here's something else. We went into the season saying, "Well, the strength of this football team is the offensive line." Well, they made the Colts look like the steel curtain, and I think the Colts yeah. have one win, right? Right. Uh, and this this uh, Saints team, which has been bad defensively, oh my God, they were in the backfield all night. It was it was awful.
0: How about this? There's so many stats to chew on from this game. The Saints bled out the final ten minutes and twenty five seconds of game clock. When <laughs> yeah. do you ever see that? I
2: mean, well, unbelievable. That's, that's, that's the team to quit. I mean, they, they yeah. got their they got their nineteen points and they said, Okay, you know, we, we we showed a little bit offensively. Uh but, you know, look, here's here's on top of everything else, as bad as Alex Smith was, he may have Caused an injury to Adrian Peterson with a late throw very early in the game. and then, May have ca- wait, <laughs> wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. May have caused an injury? How about 1,000% yeah, well, caused an injury? We don't well, know I the extent long-term. of it. We don't know how the extent yeah. of it is, but we know he yeah. was hurt. Okay, so that's, that's number true. one. And then yeah. on a two-point conversion through a hospital yeah. ball to a guy who broke his leg in this game last year. Yeah, nice. yeah. I
2: mean, a meaningless two-point conversion. I mean, what kind of a play call is that? Uh, you know, just top to bottom, poor coaching, poor execution, uh, and and this is a team that must have sat around Sunday, going, <laughs> look at the Giants getting beat on a sixty-three-yard field goal. Oh, the Eagles lost at home. Yes, <laughs> Cowboys blew it in overtime. <laughs> and then they come out with this. Oh my God.
0: And Awful. now, and now, okay, so the the Redskins forced three incompletions total on the night. Drew Brees was twenty-six of 29 for 363 yards, three touchdowns, no INTs, a quarterback passer rating of 153.2, which is just one-tenth off of a perfect rating. Did you know that 158.3 is the highest you can go?
2: Right, right, right. Oh,
0: my God. And this defense, Andy, is almost 100% healthy. This is the best defense on paper we can field. Now, the only injury is possibly Norman, and we can get into that. But Norman sucks. Norman is going to be a cap casualty this winter.
2: That's the dirty little secret, which I I think we talked about last week, where where Charlie Casterly went on the junkies, and he said that Norman is the third best corner on the team. That's the guy he gave a $70 million contract to. And who goes on Fox on the weekends and is celebrated as one of the top defensive players in the league. And Casterly, who knows football and knows how to watch film, is telling you that he's the third best player on that team at that position. But at, so, one, point,
0: that, at one point, like the first year of Norman, we got our money's worth, right? Okay. He made some picks, and he was aggressive, breaking up passes. Second year, not so much. And this year, he's basically a pumpkin.
2: Yeah, fell off the table. And, and so you've got that, and then you've got you know other players on this team who, who are barely NFL-quality caliber. I mean, you know, the, who was the guy that they put in? Wasn't he an undrafted free agent who came in to replace Norman when they benched him briefly or oh, right. he was hurt or whatever? Uh, yeah.
0: Strowman um, uh, yeah. from Virginia yeah. Tech, yeah. well, yeah. And, and of course, you. did we get any help from the broadcast explaining what was going on? Where's Adrian yeah. Peterson? Is he hurt? Why hasn't he been in the game for about a quarter and a half? What's up with Josh Norman? How come he's on the sideline? They only made mention in passing to Norman being on the sideline. I'm like, I know you're blowing breeze tonight, and that's expected, but can you at least give us some of the mechanics of the game? There was a penalty on the kickoff after they gave uh, the, the Saints a celebration penalty. Yeah. There was like a flag on the field that – should have moved the ball uh, further up. And then they come back, and the, the the play is not where it's supposed to be. And they don't even mention. What was the penalty? Well, what happened? Well, not
2: only that, they, they have old Boog on this cart that moves back and forth. Right. And Lisa Salters is the sideline reporter, right?
0: You would think it, it, between the two of them, they would yeah. have what's going on on lockdown.
2: Yeah. But but no, they got to give too much time for Witten and his stiff cliches, and 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 then back to Boog on the sideline who says, and he was right about some things. Why are they not going no huddle when they're down by three scores? I mean, why why are they doing something a, a game plan which seemingly has no urgency to it whatsoever? I mean, what, what are they doing out there? I don't get it.
0: The Redskins are now four and nineteen on Monday Night Football since 2001, and we are an even worse 2-14 and 14 on Monday Night Football since 2008. Can we say that Mondays are not our thing? Can we turn so, but... down? Here's a legitimate question, Andy. I've never thought of even asking you this. Can an NFL team tell the league office we'd rather not play on Monday night?
2: Uh, I don't know how that works. I think there's that a, each team is, is required to have no. a certain number of primetime appearances.
0: No? No. No. No, because the bad teams used to never get on primetime. Mm-hmm. Every team is required now to play one Thursday game to okay. make it equitable. But I don't think there's right. any rule you have to play on Monday nights. Literally, the Redskins should be begging the front office or begging the league office, don't put us on Monday night. Yeah
2: except that when they play Dallas they draw huge numbers and this is a big market. So that's, you know, like teams like Cincinnati and Do you and really think Do you
0: really differ. think that at mm-hmm. 2 and 14 we are drawing much of those numbers? That when we play the Dallas Cowboys or the New York Giants that it's us that's responsible for the so-called big TV number.
2: Well, I think it contributes. I mean, the, the Redskins do you're, have still a... you're like, delusional.
0: With all due respect, my mentor and friend, you're fucking delusional. Nobody's watching this team. Nobody's going to the games, Andy. We. Well, nobody's going to the
2: games. That's true. But I'm telling you, when they, if you look at the numbers, especially when they play Dallas, they're very good. They draw ratings. Now, you could say it's not us because they suck. It's
0: not us, Andy. We are Bengals East without the Bengals success.
2: But yeah, they I don't know, whatever it is, somebody must be studying these numbers before putting these matchups together because the Redskins record doesn't dictate that they get on Monday night as often as they do, right?
0: It it is so bad. This this all comes back to Jay Gruden. Oh, Jay yeah. Yeah, they, Gruden is in deep shit after tonight. Well deep you shit. know they even though they're they, two they and two, have, they they'll wake up tomorrow morning in first place in the NFC East for what it's worth. But I'm telling you, you can't put these efforts out there and feel safe in your job.
2: Well, there's just been too many of them over the years and, and too many in key situations. I mean, the game two years ago to close the season against the Giants, he not only survived that, he got a contract extension after that. Um, so I don't know what's going on in the front office. I'm also interested if I could be a fly on the wall with this new La- Lafamina regime and how that's meshing with the Bruce Allen dictatorship that's going on. You know, it's a lot of play, things at play here, and whether or not Gruden survives, I think is going to be dependent a lot on how that works between the two of them between yeah. marketing and Bruce Allen.
0: It's one thing to go 8 and 8, 7 and 9, even 6 and 10. It's another thing to have games like this shock you to the core and to shake you yeah. as an owner to go this is what we look like on national TV after a buy. I yeah. can't have yeah. this guy as my coach.
2: Yeah, yeah, he I'm watching him now on uh, live TV. He looks sick. And he doesn't usually look sick after games, no matter how bad they are. But this is this
0: is bad. Uh, Dan Steinberg um, yeah. just tweeted out some more numbers. Uh, skins dropped to 5-21 on Monday night in this century. Twelve of the losses were by double digits. Seven of those were by 20 or more. Only the skins and bills have Monday night football winning percentages below 200 this century. <laughs> that would be the Mendoza line. And our yeah. average margin of defeat in those games is now 10.4% points per game
2: yeah well you know this is a road game but uh, home games are also like road games for them because nobody in dc wants to you know get home at two o'clock in the morning so they give their tickets away and they wind up in the hands of the visitors anyway so now we got
0: now we got carolina on a short week at home and carolina is a franchise that sits in a region that used to be redskin fans the carolinas So you're right. you're going to have not a lot of overlapping fans. That building on Sunday is going to be fucking empty. Watch, oh,
2: yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, it, it, you're absolutely right. We, we can't uh, even and...
0: count on fans from the other team this coming weekend to make it look like
2: they are like... selling. They they are selling partial season ticket packages. There's only eight games. They're selling you. Those, they're, 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 they want to sell you four.
0: Do, do other te- Do other teams actually have? partial plans or is this know, just the us
2: do now <laughs> and they'll come pick you up if wow. you want to go get them <laughs> yeah wow. it's crazy yeah. Wow. yeah
0: and of course oh it just coincided this week that our former girlfriend went to philadelphia and was 30 of 39 without a running game and carved up the eagles for a big road win yeah, that yeah, yeah. is going to be a thing. Alex Smith looked like shit tonight. Like literally
2: he was terrible. I, I, I'm trying to think. This, this was this was almost Beck like. You know, it really think about that. He he had wide open receivers and the pick six. He had he had Maurice Harris so wide open. I could have thrown it to him.
0: Exactly. And, and he, was, he was late on that one. He was late on the first ball to Peterson, which got him killed. Uh, looking yeah. the wrong, missing dudes wide open The Richardson on a post wide open. He one-hopped it like McNabb. Missed a yeah. wide open uh, uh, Davis when Witten blurts out, he's got Davis. Uh, no, he doesn't. Yeah. 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 Now, no. maybe, now I mean, maybe this is just one bad game from Alex. Or maybe, Andy, be. this is who he is.
2: And if it's who he is, realize what they've invested in him they've invested the kind of money where he has to be their starting quarterback for 3 years. This is not like McNabb who came here with 1 year left on his deal. This is they're in they're in on him. And if, if this is a complete bust, it's even worse than RG3 because RG3 was playing on a rookie deal. He's playing on a big time contract that guarantees a lot of money for 3 years. Uh, four, You're stuck with him.
0: Total 4 year deal 94 million. The guaranteed total is 71 million right. dollars yeah Griffin wow. was
2: guaranteed like 20 million 21 million,
0: 71 like million dollars guaranteed in right. 2022 at 38 years old Alex Smith will be making 26.4 million dollars which may be a well, bargain compared to what quarterbacks cost at that you, time well, in the NFL but that well, he's, you, gotta, you, he's, you gotta, he's gotta he's got to make it before then he's got to make he's, it to 2022. I'm
2: He's the quarterback for for 18, 19, and 20. There's no way around it. Unless he's just so incredibly bad, you just eat it and and, and move on. But that's going to cripple you on the salary cap.
0: He can't put together two bad seasons and stay starter. Like, you can't have Alex Smith play two years and not make the playoffs and then say, well, this is the year, year three. Mm Because that would would be his age 36 season. That would be the 2020 season.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, <sighs> okay,
0: could this just be, Andy, one bad game?
2: That's what, that's what you hope for. But but he's also been known for being consistent, that he doesn't really have these kind of games. He doesn't throw what should have been a pick six. He doesn't do those kind of things, right. and he did them tonight. Right.
0: Then we've got two other hot spots to deal with. One is Josh Norman. The other one is Josh Doxon. Let me start with Norman. I'm looking at a tweet right now. Apparently, Norman still felt compelled to do a jersey exchange after the game. And apparently, he couldn't even get his jersey off. And there's a there's a hilarious 34-second video of whoever it is for the Saints that he's swapping with, and I can't quite tell, and he can't pull the jersey off. And he's bent over, and he's like, yeah, oh, hold on a second, just get it off here. You know, whatever happened to being so pissed that you just run into the locker room and say, I can't even stand this tonight? what is what is the mindset of the modern athlete andy that allows them to be this way
2: what what changed it was free agency because these guys know they can be teammates somewhere next year whether it's with either the teams they're on or or new place and that really because i've i've had this conversation with gary clark who played most of his career before free agency now he did leave here and Finished his career in Arizona and Miami, but he said that's exactly what he said. He said when the game's over, you walk off the field. You don't shake their hand. You lost. Right. Get off. You know. And so when free agency came in, these guys realized, oh yeah, you know, we we can all work together, and and we're part of this big corporation. We work for the NFL. We don't really work for our teams, and that's what changed it. It changed it in 1993 when free agency came in. That's was what was the game changer on that.
0: Uh, meanwhile, Josh Doxson did not play tonight. He was inactive again. Somebody stepped on his heel in practice yeah. Yeah, during yeah, the yeah. bye week.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That used to happen to me in, in the high school hallways, and I'd get angry, and I'd put my shoe back on, and I'd <laughs> right. keep going.
0: Your buddies you would know? say, flat tire, haha, and they'd point yeah. <laughs> at you. Exactly. How, um, how fucking fragile is this cat that he could well, miss a Monday night game after a bye week just because somebody stepped on his heel this after he took basically a incomplete for year one with a mystery achilles injury that the coaching staff and the training staff said we can't find it
2: Mm -hmm. no i i think there are just some guys who are just not cut out in the heart for pro football and he was athletically good enough to be a star in college but at the pro level, you got to really want it. And I don't have any sense. I don't know him. I interviewed him once right after they drafted him. He seemed like a nice fella. But I, nice. I don't have any sense. Yeah. I don't have any sense that, that he really wants to be great. And you look at these guys, the alpha receivers, I mean, some of them go overboard, but it's clear they, they oh, want to yeah. be great. Oh, yeah. They,
0: they have a burning like look in their eye. that They're pissed off and they want to get out there yeah. and do what they do. Josh Doxon looks like a nice kid who's just happy he's in the NFL, got a couple million dollars as a first-round pick, and oh. he'll ride it out as long as he can. Can we agree that the 18 bus is never coming, that we should leave the bus stop and just say, well, that bus broke down, it's never coming? Or do you want to <laughs> still wait, Andy, for the Josh Doxon bus to arrive?
2: Well, this year, you're not going to have any choice, it looks like. And I don't know whether you saw that at the end of the game. Paul Richardson has a wrap around his knee.
0: Oh, great. And,
2: yeah. So, and he's sitting on the sidelines. And these it's knee like, injuries. It's, they,
0: yeah, it's not like we – I'm sorry. I, I cut you off. I've got to do better. No, I was just going to
2: say, knee injuries, they always start out as a sprain. And then the MRI comes back. And, oh, yeah, it's an ACL. So, you lose him. What do you got? You got nothing.
0: I agree. Uh, I was pointed out to me, Andy, that I jump on my guests too much. Uh, okay. And, and, and it, okay. when, when I'm when I'm keyed up like this after a Redskin loss, <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm even more I'm, I'm even more jumpy. I'm jumping off sides even more. Yeah, you know, the, with Richardson, and again, super nice guy. I interviewed him when he signed with the Redskins. Uh, you look at his injury history with Seattle. <laughs> the guy breaks, and if you see him in person, you know why. He is built like a whippet. He is yeah. so thin. He's
2: 170 pounds. He's 6 feet tall, 170 pounds.
0: Soaking, soaking wet, Andy. Uh, that's yeah, with nickels well, in his and pockets. Mu-
2: and muscle weighs more than fat. <laughs> so 170 on him is nothing.
0: You know? That's a Ken Beatrice re- reference for everyone in the D.C. area. Yeah, yeah. You, you got that reference by the accent, knowing Andy and I. Yeah, for those of you out on the market, course. you don't understand that. But everyone, whatever. Yeah. And then Jordan Reed was basically invisible until he ran down whoever made that almost pick six at the one yard line, to which I go. Oh, hey, Jordan Reed is playing tonight. How about that?
2: Yeah, this is this is. And, and the other game that was like this was the was the Colts game that he wasn't targeted until six minutes left in the first half. I don't even know if he was targeted at all in the first half tonight. I, I don't. I don't. I. I, I got. I've tweeted that out too near right? the end of the first half. Is he playing? Is he on the field? So how, I haven't seen anything about him.
0: How is that?
2: I don't how know. How does that happen? I don't know and Jesus. not that they have the ball that much but still you got to find a way to get the ball in his hands even if you run a tight end screen just get it to him get get the ball in his hands he makes plays that's incredible yeah
0: so they got a short turnaround a really good panther team with a good defense coming in and cam newton uh they couldn't stop taysom hill every time he came in he ran for positive yardage or a first down how are they going to yeah. stop Cam Newton, who's running a lot these days? Once again, that's—I uh, don't know what we're going to do about that. Christian McCaffrey, holy shit, he yeah. is going to have a field day against us because they don't necessarily run him between the tackles. They—they they oh, flip yeah. it to him. They throw screens and whatnot. Holy shit, I've got a headache thinking about this already. And Julius then,
2: Peppers, who I think played with Dick Butkus, uh, is still playing for amazing, that, right? isn't it, Carolina? Yeah, what's that?
0: Yeah, amazing! He's still playing, right?
2: Yeah, he'll, he'll have four sacks, you know, because because this offensive line, which was supposed to be so great, they were terrible. They're they're, they're horrible. I, I can't believe Sean Laval makes that much of a difference. They, they they there was absolutely no protection tonight for Smith, and maybe that's part of the reason he was throwing balls at the ground wow. and, and and so off target. I don't know, but it was awful. Part awful.
0: of it part of it is this too, though. Alex Smith. Not good against the Blitz, and our yeah. old girlfriend was great against the Blitz. His numbers mm-hmm. bear it out. It bared it out with the Redskins for three years in a row, and it's bearing it out uh, for the Vikings right now. Kirk Cousins eats the Blitz for lunch. Yeah. yeah. So yeah there's no, he that. has
2: no running game either. They, I know. You know they, they don't have a running back.
0: I know. So, uh, yeah. so, okay, so let's see here. Uh, Jay can't get the team ready. Uh, In Mm -hmm. fact, I just saw a tweet here. Uh, Jay said that entire game was a total debauchery. I'm responsible for it. Uh, A total team debauchery. This is a (laughs) quote from Brian McNally of the Sports Capital. Quote, a total team debauchery, and I'm the one in charge of it, and I take responsibility for it.
2: Okay, but you you keep saying that, and as John Thompson says, people are going to believe it, and your (laughs) players are going to believe it too. So this is not the first time, you know, he's talked about not having his team ready. Well, why not? Well, what you know,
0: should been, what should Jay Gruden say?
2: I don't know, but this is year five. And whatever method he has of preparing his team, they're not listening. They're not listening anymore. So it's probably time to move on. Uh, do they do it during the season? No, because that never works. But you know he's he's probably looking at now. He's got to make the playoffs to keep his job. And I don't see this as a playoff team. I, I think Philadelphia is going to find itself uh, in a matter of a couple of weeks. Wentz is still coming back from the injury, and I think they'll run away with the division. And they'll be the only team to make the playoffs from the East.
0: I look at the schedule, and I didn't really notice this when I was you know, looking at the schedule earlier. Four of five games on the road from weeks twelve through sixteen. That includes road dates at Dallas and at Philadelphia and road dates at Jacksonville and at Tennessee a couple of thumping defensive teams in the AFC. I mean then, you know, that's that's weeks 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 and then you're done. Basically, you yeah. get one more game at the end of it. So, we went from two and one in first place with the whole division losing on Sunday, a chance to go three and one with this game tonight and then a total shit sandwich, and now we're like, we'll be lucky to win another game again this year.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, they, they, they can win next week and, and, and everything changes. As you say, it's a kaleidoscope league, but I think what the Saints exposed tonight is there's a lot of issues here, and they have played three football teams prior to this that just aren't very good. Arizona is horrendous. Arizona's they, they terrible. And, They're and maybe the worst team in the league. And the Colts, uh, the
0: Colts are Colts are bad. And and really the Packers shot themselves in the foot and they right. got they got screwed by the refs on a couple of things, and Rodgers was seventy percent.
2: Right, right. So so they haven't beaten anybody, even though they have two wins, and a good team crushed them. Crushed them like a grape. They were yeah. they were horrible in this game. Horrible.
0: All right, so what'd you think of the broadcast? Then we'll talk about Drew Brees for a second, but the broadcast itself.
2: Okay, uh, Jason Witten, I would just take him out. I, I would say here, we, we, no, because it, because Booger McFarlane, I think is pretty good. I think he's, I think he's actually pretty good, and I would take him off that silly little cart that he rides up and down the field just on. Just put him in the booth. I'd put him in. The- yeah, put him in the booth next but to Tessitore. Two man, Tessitore is uh, not particularly good, but he's not particularly bad. All right, where he's do you – okay,
0: you know that my boy Scott Lynn and your boy Scott Lynn hates Tessitore with a Why? passion. Says he's too game showish, too yeah. over the top, oversells calls too early in the game. I like Tessator. I think he, he's got a big booming voice. It cuts through. There's enthusiasm. He adds flavor and punch to calls. He does oversell some things early but I'll take that instead of a guy like Al Michaels who whines and pauses oh,
2: yeah I know I like Al Michaels you don't I know like you him do. but I, I I do like Al Michaels what I have read is that the feeling was Sean McDonough was too negative and oh no doubt NFL,
0: no doubt that yeah. was talked about by uh, Pitaro, uh the new boss of the and and I right, think right and and of course John Gruden hated him too like yeah. they they had the worst chemistry off the air, apparently. Right. For those that know that Gruden and McDonough couldn't stand each other, <laughs> right? But okay, yeah. so you would so you'd keep Booger, you would Jettison Witten, who's stiff yeah. and and, and yeah. pretty useless. Tessator, you're neutral on. How about Lisa well- Salpers?
2: No, oh, she, she's, she's a good reporter. She she worked as a news reporter in Baltimore. Okay. I
0: think
2: she, she does fine okay. work. She, All right.
0: All right. No he, problem with her. Okay, hold on. But, but hold, he, on. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Right. I have a problem with that, though, because when I needed some reporting on Josh Norman and Adrian yeah. Peterson, she came back with a – I asked Sean Payton what the record meant to him, and he said oh, he's yeah. just focused on winning the game, and I'm like, no shit. He's a coach. Like this is well, this is how in a it, bubble some of these media people are. They're not well, going to give you it a is, gushing quote about the goddamn record in the middle of the game. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa! So from what I know about television, that's not all her call. What was happening in this game uh, was it was over pretty early. The only thing they're selling now, and if you if you listened, it's halftime. Well, yeah, but they're they're selling the possibility that he's going to get his 500th touchdown. So they they're going to keep you your eyes glued for that. Uh, if it was Al Michaels doing the game, you'd be talking about the over under. But they were talking about that five hundred
0: touchdown pass. <laughs> so
2: yeah, so that that I think is the reason that she was instructed that was at halftime
0: though, Andy. That was at halftime.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you may be right. But listen, but, if you're Michael, gonna
0: if you're gonna have a journalist on yeah. in that position. She better get some damn answers about what's going on in the game. I'm sorry, but I'm going to insist on that, and I don't care what the producers of the broadcast uh, say. Otherwise, otherwise, have a piece of ass, have a eye candy, have some hot chick. You're like, wow, put her on camera yeah. more.
2: Well, that's that's why I've always liked Pam Oliver. She doesn't take any crap from anybody. She, she I think, sassy she's and person. brassy yeah yeah that's that's what you want, but you know uh, she's she's fine as far as i'm concerned but but Witten is completely useless. there is no purpose for him none none whatsoever. spews cliches, very stiff, has no chemistry, and you know when, when you got when you, this was great at the beginning of the game where uh you got the touchdown um by uh what's his name just came back from the suspension, and he says uh, welcome, welcome back yeah, Ingram. Welcome back, Ingram. You know, with no mention, back, like should...
0: with no mention of the PED suspension. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's uh, bad. Yeah. That was bad. I know, but yeah. that's This is what ESPN does, man. I was actually yeah. sort. Here is here is the funny thing. The season begins. Everyone's talking about the new Monday Night Football crew. I watch yeah. some games. I kind of pay attention, sort of don't pay attention, and I say, you know what? I kind of like him. And I don't give it much more thought. And I get a lot of angry emails and texts and tweets going, what are you, crazy this, 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 and this. It's not until my team plays and I'm Mm -hmm. deeply focused on the game and I'm screaming at the TV going, why don't you tell me what the penalty was? How come you're saying this? That's totally wrong. Why is, you know, and now I'm starting to see all the warts because my team played and I was actually into the game.
2: Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the thing is... For many years, the Monday Night Crew was a group of stars. I mean, and they stayed together a long time, from Howard and Dandy Don. You know, the group with Gifford and uh, Dan Deerdorf and Al, they stayed together a long time. Now it's just like another broadcast. They just shake it up yeah, every year. Yeah. You know?
0: The glory days are over. What do you think of Drew Brees as a player?
2: Great. I've always thought he was great. And, uh, you know, it's it's so funny when, when you look back – that the reason that Philip Rivers is in San Diego is because early on they thought he sucked. Remember? That, that they they used their, uh, they had the Eli Manning pick, and they wound They'll up with, with Philip yeah. Rivers. Right. But, but the point is, instead of saying, oh, no, we, we've seen enough of Drew Brees that we're going to trade the pick or we're going to use it on another position— they had to use it on a quarterback, and until Kirk Cousins took the franchise tag, Breeze was the only other quarterback who ever played under the tag Yeah, a quarterback.
0: It's a good point. Uh, Breeze, I think, was an early second-round pick out of yeah. Purdue, and so yeah. they weren't sure about him, so they back up their bet with Phillip Rivers. Then in his last game as a charger, he tears up his shoulder on a goal-line dive on a keeper, and as right. he said tonight in the broadcast, he said, the doctors gave me a 25% chance of ever playing football again. The the Dolphins failed him on a physical, and yep. they chose Dante Culpepper instead.
2: Isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> and and you know who the coach was of the Dolphins then, right?
0: Jimmy? Nick Saban. Oh, you're right. It was Nick Saban.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and how history might have been changed.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, I cannot hate Breeze at all. I can't hate him as a player or as a person. I mean, that guy is. I mean, look at that impossibly photogenic family. My wife was watching, going, "How do you get so many boys about the same age? <laughs> are they triplets? Those young boys?
2: No, no, no. I think they're because because the the oldest one are they twins? Was the one that they no. They I don't know maybe the second or twin, but the oldest one was the only one he had when he won the Super Bowl. That's the one they put the headphones on with all the confetti falling. Remember that?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was so two thousand. The other two might was be two... twins. I don't it was know. Two
0: thousand ten. Yeah, yeah, feels like so. yesterday. And you know where we watched that Super Bowl, Andy?
2: Well, I watched it in the hotel room because because I don't like to watch games and sports bars.
0: You weren't with like... us?
2: No, I don't. You remember what I zip I code? Go, but...
0: What zip code were you in, though? Well, you don't remember the zip code. It was in Miami, well, so. It... Yeah, so Miami? Yeah. Yeah. Andy and I and the rest of the broadcast, our entire station, basically, we were down there in Miami for the Super Bowl. Snowstorm, Snowmageddon is coming. It's bearing down on us in the D.C. area. We tell our our dipstick but lovable PD at the time, I won't say his name, we tell our lovable PD who's a dipstick, you know, we should probably all get on flights to get home now This thing is going to cripple the D.C. area. He turns around in less than two hours of considering considering it and says, nah, we really need you to stay there. There's some big sponsors that have won a trip down there that want to see the shows. Right? Am I recalling this correctly? You're you're, you're right. And this this dipstick PD (laughs) was from Portland, Oregon and didn't know anything about blizzards in the dc area or how things get on lockdown so blizzard number one hits everything is shut down flights are shut down we can't make it home we watch the super bowl as a group at least most of us do at a bar in south beach you watch it from your hotel room which is fine and then blizzard number two comes in right on the heels of blizzard number one and dumps another 20 inches on top of the 24 inches the first blizzard dumped. It's one of the most historic weeks of snowfall DC has ever seen. I made it back somehow miraculously between the two blizzards, but not everybody yeah. did. And then yeah, the same. Yeah, I, I did
2: too. Then I, the I same. I on a flight Monday morning, but the, 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 and the, the it was, was hard to do. The,
0: and then the and then the same PD is bellyaching about how much it's going to cost for rental cars and and airfare changes and we're like hey dummy you're the one that said don't come back on wednesday
2: yeah well he he had a flight home and when it got canceled oh you should have seen it
0: Uh, (laughs) it
2: was (laughs) great but the best the best part was captain weatherman she and he said the hell with this And he got on a flight to, like, Richmond and then drove drove through the blizzard like like Forrest Gump trying to get through the storm in (laughs) in the
1: the sea. (laughs)
0: And and somehow he made it home. Oh, God. Hey, one last thing before I let you go to bed. Nandy Poland, by the way, is up at the stroke of midnight. God bless yep. you, Andy. This is not usual for you. I apologize. Well,
2: well now it's, it's it's more and more usual because I sometimes work these late-night shifts at WTOP. And I Good. Sometimes I'll get off till 1 o'clock or so. Good. So it's okay. Um,
0: yeah. uh, did you see where Dan is selling his crib?
2: Yeah, and I can't understand that because it's not like he's – Downsizing. I mean, wh- wh- where is he going to go?
0: Uh, Redskins owner Dan- Redskins owner Dan Snyder just put his customized mansion on the market for forty nine million dollars. He bought the property, it says, for eight million dollars, right. but I think he knocked down the existing house on it or mansion and built this thirty thousand square foot, you know, Versailles palace. Yeah. Uh, which has two solariums. One is a breakfast room, the other is a gym. It has a large double height drawing room, a formal dining room, wine cellar, library, restaurant grade kitchen, a winding staircase leading to a master suite, which has its own sitting room and his and her bathrooms, five bedrooms total, a basketball court, which is uh, trimmed out in Redskins logos and colors, a vanishing edge waterfront swimming pool, two bedroom guest house, uh, and had custom limestone from France shipped in for the facade.
2: Yeah, well, he's got money. But, and but most like,
0: importantly, what does this property have, Andy, which is priceless? A,
2: a view of the water, a, thanks to cutting down all the trees.
0: <laughs> a clear view of the Potomac River. <laughs> yeah, which was. <laughs> One of the, for, again, for those that live in D.C., you know exactly what Andy is laughing about. For those that don't live here, Snyder got his ass in a bind because he went and cut down a bunch of trees that were on a yep. protected watershed area of the Potomac River that was against DNR instructions. He paid a fine for it, and, you know, that's all you can do, basically. This is what rich people do. This is what Trump did, by the way, at his golf course in oh. Sterling. He just went in the middle of the night and started cutting down trees and they're like you can't do that these are protected and he's like whatever what's yeah watch me what's the cost of it
2: yeah right so apparently apparently
0: he (laughs) is selling this house to to build another home somewhere in the area
2: yeah uh, now i i know that he has three kids i believe his daughters the son is the youngest he's got two daughters they may be college age so I was thinking, you know, maybe they're heading off to college, and like my wife and I did this summer downsize, You know, is he going to get himself downsized you
0: know? <laughs> from th- yeah. thirty thousand square feet to what twenty thousand?
2: I, I don't know, but you know, if, if the girls are headed off to college, maybe he doesn't need all the all the space. I don't know. All right, but here's... yeah, it was really puzzling. You, you spend all that money to build what you would think would be your dream house, right? I mean, uh, but
0: I think I, when you're a billionaire, you get bored. I guess. And you're like, well, what am I? You know, you, once you build this house, I mean, I feel this way about my house right now, Andy. Things that are built are done.
2: Yeah, yeah. But you, you also—not that he has to worry about that. But one of the one of the things I've dreaded most and is find the biggest pain in the ass is moving. Moving True. is is a yeah, it's it's it's, it's awful.
0: Do you feel but, like you've you know, moved for the last time?
2: I hope so. God. Yeah. And and uh, I finally got all got rid of all the extra stuff I didn't need. I took too much stuff from the other house.
0: So. Yeah. Well, I'll be in your shoes not long from now, and you know what? I'm, I'll be fine with downsizing. I've cut enough grass for a lifetime.
2: Yeah. Well, ten acres is a bit excessive, <laughs> I think.
0: <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. It was compensating for something else, which you know, uh, yeah. I won't talk about on the podcast. But you know, yeah. all right. So here's what I think you and I should do. We should yeah. rent tuxedos top hats, and monocles, and we should try to get a tour of Snyder's mansion under the, prete- <laughs> under the pretense that we are yeah. Swiss billionaires, <laughs> uh, we'll be Zed and Frankfurt, uh, Frankfurt <laughs> and we will pretend that we want a tour of Snyder's house like we're prospective buyers. They're not going to give us a credit check. Let's see if we can do it. We'll put hidden cameras in the top hats, and we'll, we'll make a viral video.
2: Come on! That'd be, that would be unbelievable. Wouldn't it, go? <laughs> If he were to find out that we were in his house because he doesn't know who we are. <laughs> That's funny.
0: I wonder, you know, here, this is a question for the real estate agents out there listening to the Zabecast. What does it take to get a private showing of a house that you have no way of paying for and no intention of buying? How rigorous do they screen potential looky-loos?
2: Oh, I think you got to do a credit check.
0: I would think so. A, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't just have people traipsing through. Oh, do the drapes convey? Oh, they're lovely. You
0: but know, what of But again, uh, I got a I got a, a tuxedo, a top hat and a monocle. <laughs> a fake mustache and i hop out of the back of a limousine and i rush up and i'm like i must see this place i want to buy it right now and i look uh, like I, I look like the monopoly man <laughs> and i've yeah, got think- money falling out of my pockets
2: <laughs> too obvious Nah. Okay. I, don't, I don't think that would work, but that would be really funny. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> right, well, let's let's work to make it happen, Andy. Come on. Sure, sure. <laughs> okay. yeah, I'm, I'm right behind you. Okay, well, I'll let you know if it ever comes to fruition. All right, just as an exit note, two and two now. How many wins yep. on the season for the Washington well, Redskins? Well, I, I said,
2: you know, going into every year, you look at this team as 8-8. Eight and eight. If things go really well, they win 10. And if things go bad, they win 6. six. And I think that's what they are between a 6-8 and eight win team right now.
0: Well, give me a number.
2: I'll say 7, which okay. is what they've been pretty much doing under Jay Gruden for four years, right?
0: All right. And, and, want- and does 7-9 and nine keep Jay's job?
2: I said at the beginning of the year it wouldn't. You said it would.
0: I know, but guess what? Have you changed your mind? Well, again, losses like this are game changers. Yeah, they are not I just think so. they are not just one loss. They are right. they are faith shaking losses where you say to yourself, "Oh my God, we might have the wrong guy."
2: Oh yeah. Well, do you remember when when Snyder, after like three losses under Marty, started shopping for Spurrier? That, that he and uh, Vinny flew around the country to go well, watch Florida was, games?
0: Yeah, that was Snyder
2: 1.0. Okay, but, you Snyder know. Snyder 2.0
0: is better. He's not great, but he has stuck with Jay. This is the longest any coach has made it. No coach has seen year five before Jay under Dan yeah. Snyder, and here well, we are. Well, part
2: of it is, I, I think I think one of the main reasons he's still here is they got rid of McLuhan. They had, they had to do this as a PR move to uh to say that you know the organization wasn't falling apart that's that's how when he got a contract extension when they were in the in the midst of saying oh he's tending to his 100-year-old grandmother's estate he's too distraught to go to the combine you know nonsense like that and then they go oh yeah and jay's getting an extension
0: all right all right Andy they'll do it for us tonight thank you go to bed it was great talking to you and uh, hail hail to the redskins hail to the redskins <laughs> all right see you We'll end on this one today. Porn star Stormy Daniels apparently is not taking the fact that her 15 minutes of fame in the relative scheme of things is probably at 14 minutes and 30 seconds. How do I know this? Because she is now saying she feels terrible about mocking President Trump's penis, which she did famously in her tell-all book. Anyone for penis? Her book, her memoir, Full Disclosure, uh, talked about Trump's penis as follows. Quote, it's smaller than average, but not freakishly small. He knows he has an unusual penis, Ms. Daniels writes. It's a huge mushroom head like a toadstool. I lay there annoyed that I was getting fucked by a guy with Yeti pubes and a dick like a mushroom character in Mario Kart. It may have been the least impressive sex I'd ever had, but clearly he didn't share that opinion. Quote, unquote, from one Stephanie Gregory Clifford, a.k.a. Stormy Daniels. Well, apparently she went on Australia's version of 60 Minutes and said she regrets making these comments now. Quote, I actually feel pretty terrible about it because in a way it's body shaming. Oh, okay. Now that the book is out and people are reading about it, she said, she understands she was angry when she then mocked Trump in the book, but now she feels conflicted about what she has done. She also insisted to the Australian 60 Minutes, she did not intend to hurt Trump. Quote, no, I did not want to hurt him. My intention was for people to stop hurting me. Okay, then. I think she's now desperate and realizing... Tick-tock, tick-tock, time moves on, and you are quickly becoming yesterday's scandal. All the hyperventilating about, he he paid her off, and this is going to be a campaign finance violation, this could be the downfall of his presidency, we're on to something else, we're on to Kavanaugh, there'll be a new outrage, a new scandal to come, Stormy Daniels, you had your time. 14 minutes, 35 seconds, 36 seconds, 37 seconds. So now she's saying, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't have said that. Toadstool penis. Interesting. And Yeti pubes. What do the pubes of a Yeti look like? I guess Yeti pubes look like the regular hair on the Yoda puppet. Ugh. Disgusting. All right, that'll do it for me today. I've got to go to bed and wake up pissed off at the Redskins laying such an egg on Monday night. But, hey, we're still in first place, so we got that going for us at least for a week. Thanks for listening. Download, subscribe, comment, and like, and tell three friends. I love the feedback. Zabe at Yahoo.com is how you reach me. Premium Zabe can be had at Zabe.com slash premium. We've got another monster week of Football Five-Way Friday coming. Only $5 a month that helps support the entire venture. I appreciate it very much. Now go find me a good... Wide receiver one. The Redskins can draft next spring to replace Josh Doxson. And I will see you next time.